You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. Are you ready to listen to Final Wrestling Place? Kick it! This feels like the first time. It's like riding a bike, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I hope so. I hope it's riding a bike. <laughs> I haven't ridden a bike in, oh my gosh, like an actual shoot bike. I don't know if I've ridden a bike in... I think there are more years of my life on this earth where I have not ridden a bike and then years that I have. I don't think I've been on a bike... Oof. I'd say it's about 20 years. Probably like since I was like 16, 17? Yeah, so, yeah, so like... Oof, we're, we're getting up, up at like half my lifetime. Over over well, half. I've still got a ways to go to get to over half. But Alright, you young lion, you. <laughs> Welcome back to Final Wrestling Place. I'm Tim. I am still Marcus. And uh, thank you so much for being patient, for waiting for us... And uh, we hope that uh, we don't disappoint you too much. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's always a chance. Um, but let's get uh, to brass tacks. What are we going to do with Final Wrestling Place 2.0? The Bioluminescent Podcast. We've gotten re- we've cleaned house. Uh-huh. We've got Shawn Michaels here running the thing. Yeah, we've got... Uh, paint splatter. Paint splatter. Looks like the place got done up by a paintball. Looks yeah. like the paintball setting on Goldeneye. Yes. Yeah, that's what this place looks like now. Um, but, I mean, in our time off, we decided to hit the reset button. You know, it, it wouldn't be a good place-inspired podcast if we did not kind of stay true to the show. And uh, if, you, if you've if you seen the show, you understand uh, the power of the reset, the reboot with the main characters. And what we decided, what we figured, is we're going to do the same. That's right. Uh, we went 20 strong seasons mm. with the podcast. What a strong number. What you know, 20. Good number. Good round number, where it all begins again. Uh-huh. Um, we're going back, <laughs> back to the beginning... Back where the moon, the sun, the stars all align. And we are going back to our very first season. And we're actually going to do... This gives you the layout. The next 20 seasons is a redo of the first 20 seasons. But with a twist. What's the twist? 
One Come month. on, baby. Four weeks in a month. Four topics uh-huh. in a month. Uh-huh. If we hit a, fi- a fifth week, it's open gym, baby. Oh, all right. Shots going up. Shoot around. We're shooting around. We're just we're, we're BSing it. All right. We're going to make it. We're going to be field tripping is what we're going to be doing. Okay. Who's so, ready for some field tripping? That's right. And so we're going to be here. And, of course, it is sign pointing season. We're here in the midst of... WrestleMania prom weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't be left out. AKA WrestleMania Barney. Uh, AKA <laughs> the most stupendous two night WrestleMania of all time. Uh, next week, we're putting WrestleMania 38 mm-hmm. in the good place or the bad place. But today, here on the podcast, we're starting where it actually all began. We're going back to WrestleMania 1. Madison Square Garden. Uh, we're we're linking up our uh, closed circuit feeds. Mm-hmm. We're we're beaming into the mothership, and we're we're breaking down the shortest WrestleMania in history, and a WrestleMania that honestly uh, doesn't seem like it stands the test of time. Yeah, because it's still in the era of. The house shows are where the money's coming in. This is, you know, it's an experiment. It's a calculated risk, pal. So there's some matches that are making the way on the, the house show circuit that you would think would be common sense to put on a big super show, but you don't want to kill the town. You don't want to kill, you know, uh, the way that you make money, the way that your business is structured. So I think if you just look at this WrestleMania without that context, uh, you're kind of missing the whole picture. That's exactly right, and um, unfortunately, uh, you know, our WrestleMania one historian Adam Van can't join us us here. Um, I'm so mad. Me too. Uh, Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the opportunity. Yeah, that's that word again. Nope. Uh, What was your over-under? Two. Two. Okay, I went with two as well. Because I thought he was going to get the main event. Uh Uh-huh. And the body slam challenge. Same thing. And he almost did. He almost did. He <laughs> got he got the body slam challenge with Andre and King Kong Bundy. Duh, man, Joe, you should have gave him the point. Man, <laughs> he tried. He picked the heavy white dude to go against to go against Andre. Oh, he had to. And he honestly. Big John Stud ain't that good. <laughs> I'd rather have Big Ron Stud getting jumped by the NWO. That's just me. That's just me. But I'm mad at Adam. You know, first of all, I'm mad at myself. <laughs> I wanted to go one. And then I wanted I was, to go one too. I almost went three. Okay. Because then I started thinking, okay, he's got a he if if he knows the body slam challenge. He also might know either Bundy and SD Jones mm-hmm. or the US Express and Sheik and Volkov. Uh, yeah, I think that's too much credit. My, I feel like he would know the tag, he, like he would recognize the tag title match. My thinking was how many matches have been commemorated into a fig set? So I knew he was going to get the main event. Because that's been reincarnated in figure form many times, uh, and recently. So then I was like, "Ooh, there hasn't been a uh, a stud Andre body slam challenge two pack recently." 
So I was only going to go with one, but then I was like, nah, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. He's going to pull through. And, you know, I'm going to let bygones be bygones. You know, I was away from the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of podcast networks for a while. And Adam wanted to go, and he wanted to, you know, blaspheme the good name of the season two winner of the A show. I thought that wasn't supposed to get mentioned again. Uh, by whom? Oh, that's that's their show. That's them because okay. they're they're sitting here, and, and and Adam's over here, just with a with a shovel burying golden shovel. You know, I guess, I guess. I mean, he what does he want? He's just won a bunch of heat from the major major marks. <laughs> that's all he's got. Um, leading a coup, he is he is trying to lead a coup, and I appreciate that coup, Adam. But let bygones be bygones. I know that you you don't want to you don't want to take claim to my A show victory. I know you don't recognize the A show, but maybe you would if you had a, a belt like Joe and I. But uh, that's okay. That's not for us to to quabble squabble over. I don't know what word I'm trying to say. I haven't talked into a microphone with you. Uh, here on the, the network mm-hmm. since 2021, baby. It's, it's been six years, some might say. <laughs> it has since this, this person. Six years in the wilderness. Since we've done this, right. You know, both not wrestling and also wrestling all <laughs> over the world is what we've done. He took a shoulder tackle and they were like, oh, he's been shot. <laughs> he hasn't taken a shoulder tackle inside a WWE ring in six years. You know, I mean, th- there are things, there are things that uh, the Code Man does. We'll get to, we'll talk about Cody maybe a little bit later. We'll definitely talk about Cody and more next week. Mm. But to remind everybody of what we're doing, we're going back to basics, and with the restart of the seasons, we're also going back. To our hard and fast uh, assignment and allocation of red points and green points mm. to put things in their actual final wrestling place. Uh, so let's go through the card top to bottom, and then we'll start talking red points and green points. How's that sound to you? Love it. Uh, Tito Santana takes on the Executioner, King Kong Bundy and SD Jones. Uh, not. Doink, not born again, Matt Bourne, taking on a yoked, stacked, jacked, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh, not quite the dragon as of yet, but he's the dragon to me. Uh, we've got Bruce Beefcake and Bruno, or, uh, Bruno's kid, David Sammartino, uh, JYD, and Greg DeHama Valentine for the Intercontinental Championship. The tag team titles, the U.S. Express, Iron Sheik, and Nikolai Volkov. Uh, Andre the French Giant and Big John Stud in a career versus $15,000 body slam challenge. Uh, Wendy Richter taking on Leilani Kai for the Ladies Championship. And in our main event of the evening, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff and Roddy Roddy Piper takes on the team of the immortal Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. So, where do you want to assign... What what points do we want to assign First, do you have some green points in your head? Do you have some red points in your head? Where where you where you fit where you fitting at, big man? So, as we run down the card, I can't think I can't help but to think of this era, a stalwart of this era, that is missing, conspicuous by his absence. Mm-hmm. And of course, I am speaking of one, 
Don, the Magnificent One, Morocco. Of course you'd be the one to bring up your dad in a time like this. Yeah, um, no Morocco on the card. That's going to get you in the hole to start with. I'm not not happy about it. I understand he's about to do a house show program with Hogan. Uh, but, I mean, you got a squash match for the steamer. You got a squash match for Tito Santana. You ain't got nothing for Don Morocco. No love. Nobody, no warm body to throw out there to, to eat a pile driver. A tombstone. So, I'm going red points for the lack of Morocco. And I'll double down on those red points because in a place where we could have gotten the Magnificent One, the Prince of Darkness, Don Morocco himself. Such an awesome name. Uh, we got the worst WrestleMania match of all time. Of all time. I'm I'm putting it up there that Brutus Beefcake and David San Martino is actively bad. Ooh. And not for for the longest time, I thought it was David's fault. I thought David San Martino was just bad. I watched this back. How is Bruce the Be- Barber Beefcake, a seven year pro, coming into this match and looking like Dookie Butter? Luscious Johnny V does more selling in thirty seconds than seven years. He was he, working already. He debuted in seventy seven. Sheesh. Yeah. This is letting anybody wrestle back then. Right? He That's was not nuts. good. That is nuts. He was not good. I would have thought that he had like two or three years experience. I made sure to look it up. But if you go to his Wikipedia, I, I the truck, you. you hit the button for, for what's-his-face. Brutus Beefcake. Cocaine that people thought was anthrax. Oh, man, yeah. The 77. Wow. That's nuts. Wow. That is quite the list of ring names, too. Okay. Um, you know, 6-4. I beat him up. Uh, I like that the match is all about building to Dabruno. Uh, Dabrun getting involved. I think that's kind of a cool... I don't know. A wrinkle, but... Um, like at least they deliver on that, like this the stuff with Bruno and and Johnny V. Um, but yeah, this is bad. It's not a good match. Um, and I yeah, I'm I'm blown away uh, that he ha- he's been in the business for seven years at this point. I would not have thought that. Um, so like, how much money do we owe Greg Valentine <laughs> for making Brutus Beefcake like? Passable, because Brutus is only like this is eighty five. By eighty nine, Brutus I think is like pretty good, all things considered. I blame Greg Valentine. I don't. He, <laughs> I don't owe him. He owes me money. The stubby arms. Why does he? Why did he have to do anything to make us believe in Brutus the Barber Beefcake? He needs to get paid more. That's all I'm saying. Not by us, so no, um, not by. We ain't got the budget. We ain't right, got so the budget, baby. We got big red points there. I'm going green points on the King Kong Bundy versus SD Jones match, even though the timing is all sorts of off. Yeah, they give it nine seconds. It's really like thirty one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I rented WrestleMania. This this exact WrestleMania I rented when I was like. Five from the grocery store 
And I was like, well, let me watch the first one. I can just see a little Kevin McAllister Marcus just walking <laughs> up to the far at, at the far more, putting his five dollar bill down that he stole out of his mom's purse and WrestleMania one. It's like, are you sure you should be watching this? It's like, yeah, my mom's in the car. <laughs> um, and I knew that, like, oh, this must be the match that, like, you know, had the record for being the fastest match. And how many times I sat there and, like, timed. Because, like, I'm, f- I'm five. I'm pretty sure, like, I know how to tell time. I know how to count. Like, yeah, like, I'm, a f- I'm a full little girl person. <laughs> when they sat there and told me that 30 seconds was really 9 seconds, had me twisted. Weebly wobbly timey wimey. <laughs> had me twisted. I'm like, when do they start counting? <laughs> do you Scott ca- Steiner's coming, by the way. I don't know if you guys hear that, but I'm sure you do. <gasps> yeah. So, um, I'm giving green points to just the actual, like, I don't know, package of, like, Bundy and Jimmy and then doing, like, a squash on a big stage. They could have done it, gone out there and had like a three-minute match, which they almost did, but <laughs> they told us it was nine seconds. Because they played the cards right. But just the fact that they did a little little something special with like doing more so like an, on an angle, but making a oh here's that here's this word moment mm. out of this matchup, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, and I'll also I'll, I'll piggyback off of that too. Um, the phrase that uh, Gino used a lot, Gorilla, was the happening. Mm. And I really tried my best when we watched this back to try to put myself... For every time I've watched this, I've watched this with the eyes of a person who's actually like currently watching current product. And if you compare... The, like, if you compare 38 to 1, as bad as 38 could possibly get, it's not WrestleMania 1. Hmm. Like, but it's also very different. And the atmosphere of WrestleMania 1, like, the buzz in Madison Square Garden hmm. on the the actual yeah. footage is palpable. Yes, there is a buzz, like, the entire show. Yeah, for, like, every match. Yeah. Like, Tito's getting a... Tito's getting pops. Ricky Steamboat's getting pops. Um, it's it's just... It, it's really awesome to see and, and go back to the time and, and kind of put yourself in that time frame of when wrestling was the most believed. Mm. Not, like, the most, most hot. It, it, I would say it's the most believed, mm-hmm. where it was an actual contest and the results was, mattered, and, and it was people got upset. Yeah, like and the matches kind of showed that. If you watch the the Ricky Steamboat Matt Bourne match, <laughs> like when the match is over, it feels very much like a martial arts exhibition, mm-hmm. where like one person won, one person lost, but the person who lost isn't dead. Mm-hmm. They just got caught. They lost. And the winner is very celebratory because it, it mattered. Right. Like, it was it was a match that took place at the happening, the the big the biggest WrestleMania, the biggest wrestling event of all time, mm-hmm. which which is crazy to believe that you know thirty eight years later, thirty seven years later, WrestleMania is doing seventy seven thousand in Jerry World, 
They're going to probably do another 77,000 a night. 150,000 people over two nights. And, like, WrestleMania 1 was the biggest wrestling event of all time. Like, it just shows where, how far we've come. And it's, it's, it was very good to recognize that. Um, another set of red points for me is the... Actually, I'm trying to even think. Like... Without like, well, do you have any red point? Any red point? I don't have any more red points, really. Right, and that's I think that's kind of like the weird part of all this is that going into the rewatch of this, I expected to have so many red points because I just have this like connotation that WrestleMania one is bad, mm-hmm. but. In typical, traditional, final wrestling place form, you know, actually watching it with, like, a, a more critical eye and and getting back to our basics, this is a solid show. Yeah. The presentation of it is big. It, it feels like a super house show, which is what it was. But at the time, you also have to compare it to what, you know... Crockett's doing and the NWA like Starcade 83 isn't that much different than this and like 84 is not that different yeah, yeah. like if anything it's 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 more because of the the celebrity interaction with you know Liberace yeah. and, and Ali and Wendy um, Cindy Lauper Mm-hmm. And Billy Martin, shout out New York Yankees. Yeah, Billy Martin. Maybe we'll talk about them later. Yo, know, I hope I hope we don't <laughs> talk very long. And uh, I just um, it, I feel like I, I'm I, I have I have now found a new appreciation for WrestleMania One. Um, yeah, the thing for me is this is pretty much. We, we we hear the word or the phrase one match card. You know, for instance, this year is WrestleMania. <laughs> Two night, one match card. Correct. Uh, this is really built off of three matches. And everything else is like really undercard, even though you've got a tag team title change. You've got an intercontinental title match. Uh, you've got uh, Beefcake and San Martino, which like has the extra juice of Bruin on the outside. So, like, there's some extra juice to the undercard, but business really picks up. Everybody's there for the last three matches, and they stack them back to back to back, and all three of these matches deliver. Like, if I'm, like, on the fence from uh, the opener up through the tag title match, like, the body slam challenge, that's fun. Andre gets his revenge, starts throwing the money out. Pena takes it. That's awesome. Richter and Kai... That's good. You get a, an awesome moment uh, with the title change there. And, uh, of course, the main event. Like, the main event is probably the blueprint for how to put together a a package, a, uh, a spectacle for for your main event at WrestleMania or anytime there's, like, some kind of big celebrity involvement. Uh, Mr. T looked awesome. He was joked, yoked, out of his mind. Uh, you got Prime Hogan. And you've got, of course, Rodney the Piper. 
Mr. Wonderful, Cowboy Bob on the outside doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I love everything. You got uh, uh, Pat in there, the, just to, just for a little something extra. And, and like even sprinkled earlier in the card, too. Like You have to think of one of the biggest attractions at the time, JYD. You know, uh, while I don't necessarily care for, and I guess this is the reset of sensibilities, modern day, I would hate an Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania to end in countout. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I feel now, that's dumb. Then, you know, you're moving, you're carrying it over to something else. You're yeah. moving, you're moving through it. The real program is Tito and Greg. Right. So you're moving through it, but you also have to get JYD on the WrestleMania card. Gotta give the dog his bone. Yeah, you do. You absolutely have to. So it was very, very fun to watch WrestleMania 1 again. In this light. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like with everything that's gone on with it, like, just breaking it down, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I think WrestleMania 1 is a good place, WrestleMania. Without question. Open the gate. He said piece of cake. He did say piece of cake. Lord Alfred Hayes getting the, the lipstick smudge on his face <laughs> from Moolah uh, with the dollar sign glasses, like... Um, but this is a good place, WrestleMania, and mm-hmm. I'm again, I'm I'm shocked to believe that it is. Yeah. Just from like, you know, you believe everything that everyone else has said about WrestleMania one. Like, it, it's definitely not looked at in a favorable light compared to the rest. But sometimes it's not fair to compare it. Well, well, if you're if you're ranking all of the WrestleManias together, and you're putting them one through thirty-eight, mm-hmm. you know WrestleMania one might be near the bottom of the list, right. but that doesn't make it bad. Right. You're comparing it to, you know, huge WrestleManias. Right. You know, just because they share the name WrestleMania doesn't mean that they're created equal. No. Right. Um, there's WrestleMania 1, there's WrestleMania 11, there's WrestleMania 17, there's 19, there's 33, there's 36. Yeah, just like, the gap even just from like 1 to 3. In monsters. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, even the gap from 1 to 2, like, one and, 1 and 2 aren't that different except for WWE did WrestleMania in three cities. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Like, that's quite the jump to make. It's like, oh, this went well. You know what else would go well? <laughs> if we did it times three. Right. We did it in three other locations. And then you know what would be even better? We sell out the biggest venue we can get. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Sell out. The biggest venue we can get. Oh, boy. You know. That's yeah. neither here nor there. That's a different point. So. I'm just saying. You show me that picture. That's 100,000 people. I don't care. <laughs> that is 100,000 people. Yeah, that's... that's 100,000 people. I think they undersold the attendance. They say 93,000. I really think it's 103,000. I think they miscounted. Well, let's just get everybody back in there and start counting heads again. <laughs> if you still have your original ticket, I need you to go and meet us in the the the, the shell of the old Pontiac Silverdome. And, uh... Just how many people you think were there? I think, I think there's 100-some thousand people there. That's all. I don't know, man. If you listen to Dave Meltzer... Well, actually, it's... Yeah, get out of here, Dave. <laughs> Clean your room. I know. Just gives me anxiety. But, of course, what say you guys? Uh, let us know 
on uh, in the email finalwrestlingplace at gmail.com uh, to, to give us uh, what your thoughts are on the very first showcase of the Immortals. The, right. the The great, 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 great granddaddy of them all. WrestleMania 1. Buck Nasty, have some respect. That's right. Um, I feel like now we can transition into kind of what we've been up to and what what's going on next for us as a whole. I said, hey, as what's the, going on? Yeah, you know. Um, a big shout out, a big thank you to the Dooge. DJ mm-hmm. from We Need Wrestling and Wings on Wings. Much love, thank you. Uh, for the fantastic artwork uh, for Final Wrestling Place, the new Final Wrestling Place logo. Um, also, there's another piece of art that has not been released yet um, to you all, but we have it. Um, we have the pictures. We have the picture, and uh, when when that gets released, I think that's going to be a game changer for sure. Um, but we just want to thank DJ for, for the help. As well as DeWiki, as always, um, for for giving us the jingles that you hear, uh, the sounders you hear at the beginning and end of every podcast that we do. And uh, that's kind of uh, like leading us to like what what we've been up to, where it's, uh, you know, we're combining all of our efforts into like one kind of repository, I guess. So we'll have one show Twitter for all of our shows that we do. That's right, yep. Uh, so the at Final Place Pod Twitter is now going to be T and M shows. And that is going to uh, give you when we go, when we post for Final Wrestling Place, for Viewer's Choice, for My Side Project, uh, or my, my my activities on Thursdays, three count Thursday, as well as a show that I'm not sure you all have been knowing Marcus is doing, but it's it's absolutely fantastic on the North South Connection with uh, JT uh, WWE War Wrestling Above Replacement. Um, uh, we're we're not talking about that. No, no. Go ahead, talk uh, about it. I just I, I got it's just that weird thing of like sitting there and having to take a compliment. Thank you. Well, I mean, it's a, it's an absolutely dynamite podcast. I mean, there if you like wrestling, and, and the North South Connection is really good about this, where um, they really give a lot of evergreen content, and they give content that looks at wrestling with a more analytical and critical eye, trying to make it make sense mathematically, and that's what JT and Marcus are doing. They're breaking down. Every year of WWE pay-per-views, starting with the first, um, with WrestleMania 1. I'm sure at some point you're going to cover WrestleMania 1. Yeah, eventually, yeah. Um, even that's going to be a one-year season, or one-show one season. Well, no, you'll probably cover... we got some other stuff. The, the War of the Settle yeah. Score mm-hmm. and the, the, the main event. Yeah, we got some, some tricks up the sleeve. You know, but um, they break down every year of pay-per-views into seasons, starting with the first event... After WrestleMania to that year's WrestleMania. So if you were counting this year, it would have been WrestleMania Backlash to WrestleMania 38. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at it using the baseball statistic of war, uh, wins above replacement. But they're breaking it down by like match grades and uh, atmosphere, commentary, 
uh, major moments, um, taking into account all time matches, all time good matches, all time bad matches, and really like seeing what stacks up over time, comparing them all holistically against one another to see what actually is some of the best pay-per-views in WWFE history. And as of right now, they've gone you've gone through 3 years or is this Uh we are finishing up our third season, yeah. Right. So we've got 1994-95. That season is in the books. And then you did 1112. We did 1112. And now currently you're doing 99-2000. Yeah. You know, as uh as the No Limit Soldiers would absolutely love, Cash Money <laughs> Records, going from the 99 into the 2000. Um, but the number one pay-per-view out of those three years so far is SummerSlam 99. Yeah. Which, you know, agree to disagree, however you want to slice it, but I feel like they do it a service and you have to listen to what they do. So all of those shows when they get released... You'll see them on that live feed, and we're going to try our best to be more active on that feed. It's going to be a lot easier for us to keep up with one Twitter feed as right. opposed to, like, three. Um, right, plus between, our own. Yeah, between, so. between you know, Viewer's Choice, the Viewer's Choice Twitter, the Final Wrestling Place Twitter, my personal Twitter, the Wrestling Speakeasy Twitter. Um, there's, there's a lot of different... Uh, plate spinning we're trying to consolidate not just for us for our sake but for you guys give you guys one place to to come and find all of our stuff i know you guys you guys are super loyal to us and you you like listening to what we have to do and um while we're we're better together we're we're not too bad doing our own thing and it's gonna open up for more opportunities to other podcasts like eventually whenever uh marcus gets off his duff and and um does the mini series on NFL <laughs> You need to you need to hurry up and make that right with uh, the Trouble in Times one. Yeah, we'll 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 see. It's it'll always be there. Um, yeah, and I would I just want to give. Uh, hopefully, we don't get fired for mentioning his name on air. But uh, I, I want to give a shout out to Joe. Thank you for uh, the opportunity. Hope um, because at one point in uh, my young adulthood, I was told that. Nobody wanted to listen to what I had to say about wrestling. Uh, and, like, that sucked. And it was, like, something I had to work through. And then many, many, many years later, being able to have this burgeoning, like, little thing going with Tim, in my you know, my best MF and friend in the whole wide world. That's right. Uh, it would not have started without the platform that Soon to Be Name Network has given us and continues to give us, uh, and all the friendships that we have made, uh, and the connections that, that we've made. Um, so we have friends for life. Um, we have brotherhoods for life through this network, uh, through talking about wrestling into a little little microphone. Uh, whether it's one person listening or hundreds or however many people are listening, millions, millions and millions. Thank you, uh, Joe, for uh, giving the opportunity, giving the platform, and then thank you to everybody else for listening and helping us grow. And we'll just see how far we take it. Like, you know, if it doesn't really get off the ground, oh well. Like, this is still awesome. I'm happy to do it with my best friend. Uh, we're gonna keep doing it. And we're gonna like, keep doing it. Stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I just wanted to reflect. I wanted to give thanks, give love, and uh, 
yeah, now we can can look forward and uh, not look back. That's right. You know, I'm, I'm very excited to, to, to be one of, hopefully, uh, be one of the pillars of the soon-to-be-named network. Uh, I know there was some talks while we were gone of, uh, you know, some bootleg t-shirts going around about pillars and... Oh, gosh. And pickerings and whatnot. Oh, and, man, so you much. Know, there, there's there, there's pillars to the, the soon to be named network too. I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious to see. You know, we we were gone for a while, but you know, we we learned to hold and we came back. So I'm curious where the pillars stand. I'm curious for everything, but I'm just excited to be back at it, and I I can't wait to see all of our friends from the soon to be named network at uh, the LVAC coming up in May. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, it is a privilege it is an honor it means a lot to me to uh, actually be on the card so that's going to be awesome but just to be in the building uh, with so many of our friends from the network that's going to be dope and uh, I'm really looking forward to it yeah I know that I've already got confirmation from DJ and Brett they're going to be there Adam and Joe's going to be there obviously Joe will be on the call um, you and I will be there enjoying the festivities uh, watching all the wrestling and uh, I, as soon as they said that it was uh, Avery Good, professional wrestler's last match, uh, it was a no-brainer. The quitting match, the farewell match. You know, yeah. nobody ever retires from wrestling. They just kind of stop doing it. Yeah. But um, either way, uh, retirement, uh, retirement, walk away, one last round, whatever, whatever it is for for Avery Good, I have to be there and. Even if it's going to be streamed on the uh, the Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, aka IndependentWrestling.tv, um, to be there live for mm-hmm. it, that's going to be the the thing. Is it streaming? Uh, apparently, Avery Good let it slip. That oh, they're they're trying. Well, he oh, they're trying. he said he said they're streaming it. Oh, okay. but apparently uh, Joe kind of marched that back. Oh, okay. He retconned it. They have to go out and do the the internet test. Okay, I was on in the this. building. Us wrestlers are dumb. We usually don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> especially when it comes to technology. So if, if a wrestler says that something is available in this form, uh, I'm usually. Not believing it. Yeah, wait until you get it from the, the actual <laughs> Twitter feed for independent wrestling or yeah, wait, literally anything else. Um, wait for some sort of graphic. Something will come out. Don't don't trust people, especially wrestlers. You know, the LVAC is all elite. I don't know, or something. <laughs> so one of those little graphics. Um, but I'm very excited to get out there for that. And I'm very excited to be back uh, on the horse with you. Um, have you learned anything over the last like three months? Because I feel like also, and this is kind of more than just this being a wrestling podcast for us to share with you guys, but this is like our weekly touch point for us. Like, uh, you know, best friends for for a long, long time, and then of course with the podcast going on hiatus, so too did our like weekly conversations for a bit. Um. Had had family business had to take care of. That's all squared away. Better, stronger, faster than ever. Uh, what have you learned? Is there anything you've learned wrestling or, or life wise that that's fun or fair to share uh, with everybody here? Yeah, um, this is probably just the latest thing that like uh, I learned, thought about, reconsidered. Um, 
little backstory. So last night, uh, we went out to dinner. My family went out to dinner with uh, the the consortiums. Um, father and his uh, his girlfriend and uh, her daughter, and then they have a child together. Uh, so it was meeting the consortium's baby sister for the first time. Uh, it's kind of like, um, uh, what's that movie called with, uh, 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 what's the dude, Steve Martin? And, Cheaper uh, by the Dozen? No, 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 not Cheaper by the Dozen. Mid-90s. I really like it a lot and I can't the stand... The Jerk? No, not The Jerk, that's 70s. Uh, I can't stand that I'm, I don't know the name of this movie now. Um... Uh, the, uh, Father of the Bride. Yes, Father of the Bride. That was, that was my, ne- that was my okay. next guess. So, like Father of the Bride, when uh, the actually mom... I was totally gonna say Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. That wasn't the thing. <laughs> I was like, it's Father of the Bride. Or th- uh, three weddings and a funeral. Uh, uh, so, Father of the Bride, where um, the parents and the daughter are both pregnant at the same time. Yeah, that was basically our life uh, during the pandemic. Uh, Laura's. The consortiums, uh, the dad and girlfriend were expecting a child at the same time that the consortium and I were expecting uh, our beautiful little baby. A consortium! Yeah, so weird, cool, like, but uh, fast forward, we get to link up yesterday, uh, I guess two, two days ago now, and uh, meet up for the first time since the pandemic, and uh, seeing the change that has happened in him it reminded me that sometimes awesome things come to you and you are not ready for them. And while that sucks in the moment and can do uh, irreconcilable uh, damage in the present, sometimes that opportunity comes back around later in life. And sometimes when it comes back around, you are ready for something awesome. And... While I wish that he was, of course, there for the consortium when she was younger uh, and going through her teenage and young adult years, seeing that he is the man that he needs to be now uh, was encouraging to me to, one, uh, be the man that I need to be now, but two, it was just awesome to see um, it's never too late to pull the nose up. And that also kind of goes with uh, the recent death of Scott Hall, uh, somebody who was considered almost a joke at times of, LOL, he's still alive, he should be dead, and whenever a wrestler dies, why wasn't it Scott Hall, he's still alive. And to see the way that he was able to pull the nose up uh, for his last you know decade or so on Earth, uh, that was really encouraging. So that's what I've, I've really been learning and thinking about the last couple of weeks and really the last day or two. Uh, what about you? Um, I learned that um, beyond it all, regardless of what I may have had to say about uh, him at his previous place of employment, uh how critical I was of the the amount of money that was being spent on fireworks on Wednesdays and Fridays and some Saturdays and some Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, and regardless of how critical I was on him curing racism with a single promo, 
um, and how how he did just such a disservice to reality television with Roads to the Top, um, or how he set back the competition uh, competition television market with uh, the Go Big Show. However, however that case may be, if Adam Van's one flaw is Matt Cardona. That narcotic. My narcotic is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. <laughs> okay? Tell me, Marcus, why on this week's portion of weekly purchases, I almost bought all three WWE oh. Cody Rhodes shirts. And it's only by the grace of God that I said, you know what? Not right now. <laughs> not saying not ever. I'm just saying, no. not right now. Um, don't buy the one with the wolf. And it's the, Pharaoh. It's uh, not a wolf. It's the dog. Okay, it's... it's now not, I gotta get it. No, you don't. It's the dog. You don't. It's not it's good. It's the Undertaker. According to Cody, it's the Undertaker of wrestling animals. It's not good. It's Cody, not a good shirt. It's Pharaoh. That is not a good shirt. Come on, man. Um, the, I gotta bleed. I can't buy one of Cody's jackets. I gotta buy. I gotta buy his shirts. Don't, don't. He's you're any, not gonna wear. He doesn't have gonna, any bendies. I can't buy bendies. You're not gonna wear the Pharaoh eating the nightmare symbol or whatever shirt. I whatever will, that shirt. I is. will wear that to your wedding. It's so busy. Don't. Yeah. It, you know what? It, you know what that uh, shirt and, and, uh, just sums up. Adrenaline <laughs> in my soul. That's what it is. That's what that shirt is. There's so much going on. Yeah. Um. Cody, man, you want to talk about it a little bit? Like, what? What's got you? What's got you on this narcotic now? Yeah, I'm rocked up. <laughs> You're rocked up for Cody. Did this? So, okay, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Um, I'm not sure if it was here on Viewer's Choice many moons ago. But, like, when WWE does something good, when it w- is when a WWE, sweetness yeah. unlike anything else. When WWE is good, there's nothing better. Okay. Is that is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Like... I can accept that. Yeah. Like, not to tip my hand, we'll talk about 38 tomorrow. I'm talking specifically about the Cody stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, from watching the Hall of Fame, which is another thing, too. Uh, the Hall of Fame kind of reignite my love for Uncle Taker, too. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like I've been so disillusioned and disenfranchised, and and like you don't know what it is. <laughs> it's, 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 was it the January six iconography? I don't know. There's a whole bunch of like weebly wobbly, okay. like uh, hypnosis going on. Papa Shango's in the background, like make him love WWE. Again. There was an eclipse of the sun. <gasps> Detrocity and distrusty and whatever, um, but. Uncle Taker being out there getting his Hall of Flame, Hall of Flame, <laughs> Hall of Fame deal, and then he comes out and he he grabs the duster and the hat and he goes, "Never say never." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yo, he's gonna fight Seth. It's Undertaker and Seth." And then eventually, even though I knew it was Cody and I swore up and down it was Cody until the Hall of Fame, and then I watching it live, I'm like, "Yo, it's Taker." And then the lights go out, the lights go out, the lights go out, and it's it's. I'm like, ah, oh, it's The Undertaker. And the longer it waits, the longer it breathes before anything happens, I'm like, yo, gong, gong. This is going to be gong. And then all of a sudden I hear, wrestling has more than one royal family. 
And it's, oh my, oh yeah, I'm just. The fact that they went full Cody. Oh, big. Is the most surprising part because you think that Cody Rhodes went out the last six years, made himself a main eventer, um, carries himself like a world champion, even though he's never really had that distinction at the top of a national or global company. Uh, that's the way that he's carried himself. And so you think that, okay, Cody steps into any any company, he's already like top guy, past world title status. But with WWE, yo, like this dude was Stardust. Like this dude was Goofy McGee. So like, and how often does WWE, if ever, like bring in outside packages that were made on the outside and then just put the WWE stamp on them and be like, oh no, actually they're good to go. Like we think that Cody made himself the ultimate version of himself, the WWE superstar Undesi- outside undesirable of- to undeniable. Sure. Um, but until he gets back in WWE, you don't know if he has actually made himself what we all believed him to be. And like, when he comes back in and gets full Cody experience at WrestleMania, that is the ultimate seal of approval. And the fans were there. Like, WrestleMania is bizarro land. Like, there's a, a melting pot of fans there. And could it be that a lot of people there are also AEW fans and they're hyped for Cody? Does it also help that they're in the great state of Texas? Mm-hmm. That might... Uh, you know, they, they appreciate the red and white of the American Nightmare, but they really, really love the blue. Mm-hmm. Love um, you, blue. That thin, thin blue. Love you, blue. Uh, and my boy, blue. And, um, you know, right place, right time. But to give us everything of Cody, including the WrestleMania budget pyro, including the neck tattoo close-ups, uh, everything. Even letting him do his bouncy RKO and all that stuff. It, it's great. It, it, it's it's so fun to see. I'm excited to see the ride. Um, I hope that it's not just a, you know, a quick 90-day Cody's the hotness and then eventually he just f- falls into obscurity. But, you know... I think there's some good that has come or that will come from this Cody thing. Because another thing, and I think we're the first ones to talk about it on the Senior Name Network. You know, we're back and now we're breaking news again. Oh. But the the information that came out WrestleMania weekend of third party money was that real life? Yes. Okay. The triple the 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 staff meeting Triple H was there introduces Tony Khan. Or not Tony Khan, Nick Khan, his best his one of his best friends over the last ten years, Nick Khan. Uh-huh. And from all reports that, you know, third party money from streaming and cameo is coming back to the boys and it's not a part of their downside guarantee. Good. I feel like that's something from Cody. Because Cody has the outside revenue streams. He's got the go big show money. He's got the roads to the top money. Like that month that he's going to have that coming in perpetuity. Yeah. And like, you're going to call him out on that. Like, 
and, and I'm sure another part, another person who's a part of that, like I know, person who's been fighting for that is Xavier Woods. Look at the people, like. Up, Up, Down, Down was, like, the best vehicle outside of WWE. And now Up, Up, Down, Down is dead. Mm. Because all the th- the three people he was with, mm-hmm. uh, Breeze, right. Cole, and now Claudio, all gone. The party's gone. Party's over. And, you know, there's... And there's a lot of other mainstay pieces that were a part of Up, Up, Down, Down that have just been whittled away over the past. Creed found his way. He gets into G4. He's he's killing the business. He's killing. The, he's doing the deal. Mm-hmm. But if like this third money, third party money thing is true, based on all reports, that's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes it takes WWE frequently. Uh, much longer to like get it right get it right and actually realize that like no third party entities are a huge part of like branding and drawing attention to your main gig and i mean i would think that like having my wwe superstars pal actually out there doing their own third party stuff brings extra eyes that the company does not have to pay to like bring to the product that's a win like if people want to go on twitch and be known as a WWE superstar but they're out here playing video games and making these connections and bringing extra eyeballs ultimately back to my product then yeah i'm gonna take that because that's money i don't have to spend in advertising that's money i don't have to spend in bringing in um necessarily other attractions that's money I don't have to spend sending uh, my superstars out on PR. Like, they're doing all the legwork. So, I always thought it was dumb um, just from, like, that point of view uh, that they couldn't be third party. There's the whole independent contractor. Uh, uh, honestly, like, workers' rights uh, debate about the whole third party thing with independent contractors. Like, obviously, I'm going to fall on one side of the aisle with that. So, um I'm glad they came around on it. That's that's big. It shouldn't be big, but like it is big. Go big show. Yeah, you know, it's not too bad. It's not bad at all. And so, um, I'm just excited to see where it all goes. Specifically, I'm excited for the American Nightmare, Cody. Uh, I'm excited for that. And uh, by the way, Efridge Holland. It's going to be continuously Efridge Holland until the end of time. Um. I, I I don't this this was um man it's it's a month ago I, I don't I don't I don't blame him um when the when you have a product that is so choreographed and uh is so run through and people outside of your top stars everybody else is viewed as replacement level I don't blame. I don't blame the person, either person in that situation. Uh, there are agents. There is somebody who that whole match has to go through. There's a whole entire process that WWE has. At no point in time did anybody think that, like, trying to suplex the human condominium that is Big E <laughs> on the outside, like, was bad. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's try it. Like, I don't care how athletic he is and how explosive Big E is. That is a humongous person. And he's to, compact. To be taking that bump. 
and for it to ultimately mean nothing. Um, by now, we're just happy that Big E is alive. Right. Um, happy that he's walking and he has his senses about him. Whether or not he ever comes back to the ring, like, I honestly, I wouldn't say I don't care, but, like, it is the last thing on my mind. Like, I just want this dude to be healthy, to be happy, and to do whatever he wants to do. Because it is scary, uh, and we take it for granted just how easy it is uh, for something to go wrong Mm -hmm. uh, and the danger that entails sports entertainment slash professional wrestling. Um, And, yeah, when when you come out publicly and you say that we should be able to take anybody from the street and in six months have them be a WWE superstar – and this whole process of having people in developmental for years and years is a broken system. Um, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a lot more accidents. Uh, and the severity of these accidents, it ain't up to you. Uh, that's up to fate. So uh, I hope that this was an eye-opener to the company. That, hey, maybe we got to read through these matches a couple more times. Maybe we got to think about... Who is doing what and why is it why and when is it happening? Um and and you know, like better training for, for people and like why do you do this move here? Like sure that was a big bump. Was there a reason that couldn't have been a suplex? Was there a reason that couldn't have been a power slam? Is there a reason it couldn't have been a clothesline? Right. Like you couldn't just move and have him eat the steps. Shoulder tackle. He couldn't just eat the steps and control his own bump is the same, you know, the same kind of thing. So hip lock? Just yeah, just just stuff like that. Like, you know, work smarter, not harder. Um, and until I think until they change their view of uh, how they view what they actually do in the ring, I, I unfortunately I see the window for more accidents being more open than closed. Yep. Yep. I still stand by what I said though. <laughs> I you 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 handled it so much more professionally than me, but. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's on my list. He's on my S list. Um, we've been away for a while as well, but as we come towards the end of uh, this episode of Final Wrestling Place, I feel like we should uh, get into some doll talk. Ooh, have you had any uh, <laughs> monthly purchases? Monthly purchases. Let me take a look behind me. Let's see. I feel like I've been a good boy most recently. I think my last major purchase was. The Jeff Hardy Ultimate. I'm okay. trying to think if I had any more since then. I had Kevin Nash. I had Piper. I think we talked about those. Um, I did a bad. <laughs> uh-huh. Sit back. Let's I did a bad. Um, the bad that I did, uh, of course, there was the big fig reveal. <laughs> the big fig reveal. WrestleMania weekend. I actually got to see eyes on these figures that I was interested in. Um, I had more figures in my cart than what I actually purchased. Um to me, like, the $100 mark is still, like, okay, let's really, like, $100 to be is still, okay, you could do a little something with $100, uh, being, being where I'm at in life, so, uh, I'm like, okay, if I'm spending $100 on something, it better be worth it, so, I took a couple, uh, uh items out of the, the cart, got that total under 100 so, the only things I got was, uh, the new Elite Brett. I bought the Chase version with the pink top, black tights, SummerSlam 91, with the Intercontinental title. I pre-ordered the Sensational Sherry, SummerSlam 92. I think that looks awesome. Can't wait to see it uh, in hand. 
And then the other fig I got was the Randy Orton SummerSlam 2004, where he defeated somebody to become the youngest world heavyweight champion. He beat, um, uh, what's his name? Stevie Richards. That's right! Yes. 13 throat surgeries. Uh... So Orton in the uh, the Sherbert <laughs> the yeah. Sherbert orange trunks. Yes, uh, one of my my favorite gears, one of my favorite nights, one of our favorite nights uh, as friends in the uh, long lineage of Marcus and Tim. You know, um, I had the Elite Bulldog uh, SummerSlam '92 Bulldog because I think that's an awesome fig. Um, I took it out because I'm like. I do like the British Bulldog, mm-hmm. but I try to only have, like, just one figure of people I like. And if there is ever a Heart Foundation Bulldog released, that's going to be the one that I want. And I don't want to be stuck having to uh, resell or try to explain in my own head why I have two British Bulldogs. When you he's can a just Lucy guy. one. I haven't, I haven't opened that gate. haven't opened the gate yet to Lucy. So. I almost opened the Lucy gate today. Um, so I did some, I did some purchases of my own. I did the pre-order for the NWO Wolfpack Hollywood, Hollywood. <laughs> um, to go with my Hall and my Nash. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like I'm going to end up getting a different Nash at some point. Okay. Because this Nash is the Outsiders Nash, while the Scott Hall is more the Wolfpack Nash. Yeah. Or Wolfpack Hall. So I feel like when if they ever come out with a Wolfpack Nash, that's the one I'll get, and then I'll open this the Outsiders Big okay. Sexy. Um, they need to make the tie dye NWO shirt Nash from like summer '99. The black, the red and white one. I think they just had a regular tie dye shirt. Okay, like green and blues and stuff. Yeah, um, but I was out in the wild today, and I finally did it. I have completed my Pokemon Celebrations oh! collection. Oh! Um, yeah, that's the one I kept from you today. Yeah. So I was out and about. While I was gone, I was down to three cards. I was down to the Shining Magikarp that uh, Joe's boy pulled on YouTube. The king! And I wanted to steal it right through the YouTube. <laughs> um, but good for him. Um, I was missing that. I was missing the Xerneas EX. And I was missing the Guard of War EX. And I ended up naturally pulling the Shining Magikarp. Wow. Uh, later, earlier this month. So I, I'm here visiting you, and there's a brand new card shop that opened up uh, about 20 minutes from here next to a game store out in uh, the that area. Not a, not a Just Press Play, but it's like a solo, okay. standalone okay. shop. Um, but brand new card shop. And I'm looking in the case. They got figs. They've got Pokemon cards. They got a bunch of stuff. They also have a brandy. Oh, they okay. have a brandy for sale. Wow. Um, I almost bought the brandy. Wow. Um, just to have it. Full Cody. Full Cody. You almost went full Cody. You know, I can't wait till they release the Pharaoh. Um, <laughs> give me the Pharaoh. Um, they also had the blood and guts. They had the blood and guts Cody and Dustin. And okay, they also cool. had the champion Cody. Fig okay. With the TNT strap. But I'm there, and in the display case, they had the solo Guard of War card and the solo Xerneas card. And it was the price I liked. Oh, the price was right. The price was right, and I, I, I did it. I hit it up. So I got that, and I cleaned out. I cleared out the set. So now what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to get 
the entire set graded. Oh, nice. Okay. And I'm going to slab them. Nice, dude. Um, I know that's going to be a little expensive, but... Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. It's the 25th anniversary. I have the whole set. Get the whole set graded, immortalized, you know. To completion. To completion, you know. Nice. To actually have it and uh, save it for posterity. 25th anniversary happens once. So, between us, not to cut uh, your Pokemon talk short. Yep. I noticed another little purchase that you got, and we actually share this purchase in common. Yes. I know she got a little something-something for uh, the lady. Yes, so... um, Cover your ears if you're listening. That's right. Uh, So, um, the anniversary for me and my lady is coming up, um, as I bump the table like 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 an amateur here. Um, But I ended up getting her like a small little... She loves Legos, and she loves Harry Potter. So I got her a Lego Harry Potter set with like a potion. It's like the potion, the book of potions, and it comes with or not the book of potions. It's like the transmorph. It's got Professor Donegal and Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger in it. Um, for the three people who this matters to, um, thank you for your support and for everybody else. I'm sorry I alienated you. Um, what did you get? Did you get a, a Friends? I did. I got the Friends Lego set. Um, she likes... The Consortium likes puzzles and stuff. And to me, Legos are just puzzles that like click. The, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got the Friends set up. I don't know. It was like $60 or something. Yeah, they're pricey. So... You pay for the Lego. Yeah, just... I don't know. Uh, it might sit in the box. It might be a big hit. Uh, but I think, early birthday I, present. I think she, I think she puts it together and you put it on the mantle. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Is that we're or able she to can put make it space for her here. She can put it right here. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know she's up here all the time, doing her stuff. But um, while I was out in the wild, I also saw about twelve ultimate. I think it's ultimate twelve. Undertakers. Okay. And I almost bought two. Why two? Because I wanted to open one. Oh, okay. And so that's what you you almost that's what I almost went Lucy on. Um, I I I got the cane earlier. Uh, I got the cane while we were still doing the podcast. I think we talked about it. But got that cane. uh, Looking good to have the Brothers of Destruction. I need to now have a place. I need to figure out. Where and how to display yes. the figs. That's my next... Because uh, I've, I've also got a couple of figs that I've gotten like, for Christmas from like the Three Count Thursday boys. Like I have an Elite Umaga that I haven't been able to display. And I have a basic uh, Damien Priest with the rib tape okay. um, that I want to display. And I've got the Hangman Adam Page that I need to display. And I've got... I think I've got the China that I need to display... Um, and I think I'm going to go on the hunt for the They Live Roddy Piper. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to start actually getting in, getting involved and, and make some moves. Like, I know people are waiting for it. And I, I just got to find the right price. And I need I need a Sherpa to guide me through the eBay uh, the eBay traction and whatnot. Got to move some things. Yeah, I got some stuff I can sell, too. I got some, I got some pops I can move. A purge. Uh, not a purge, because a purge means I have a lot and I have to get down to a little. I have a smattering of pops. And of that smattering, I've got about less than ten that I need to move. Um, 
One, I thought I was going to move, but now I'm not because my love for Cody is bad. <laughs> so my Cody, my Cody pop lives. Oh, yeah, baby. So it's, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back with you. Uh, Marcus, uh, are you going to be anywhere anytime soon? Uh, uh, besides LVAC? Yeah, April 9th, I'll be at a Pizza Party Pro. That's going to be uh, outside Philly. It's going to be in New Jersey. Uh, so if you're in the Philadelphia area, go ahead and uh, check that out. That's Is that going to be Pro. on the the Emporium? Uh, I don't know if they do the Emporium. Maybe eventually later. I have no idea. I have okay. no idea how that works. Again, I'm just a dumb wrestler. That's right. Um, so yeah, that's April 9th. I've got, uh, I think April 16th is the date as I double check real quick. Uh, you don't have to, to keep all yes. this on hand. Drew. April 16th, I'll be at uh, SWO in uh, Seven Valleys. That's the York, PA area. You know, I heard Seven Valleys is beautiful this time of year. It is fantastic this time of year and it is even more beautiful when you get to check uh, me out with my tag team partner, Erica Lee, doing our thing. We're going to be tag teaming, beating some people up. So that's going to be a fun time. Uh, getting paid is my favorite part. And then also be, <laughs> being home being home uh, just a, a mere minutes after beating somebody and getting paid. That's also my favorite part. Uh, and yeah, so that's it for the immediate future. Just those two dates. Sweet. Let's see if I can remember how to do this thing. Uh, um, uh, soon to be named network.com, soon to be named at your home for this and many other podcasts, including but not limited to our wrestling offerings of add outs wrestling with Joe and Adam and we need wrestling with DJ and Brett. Um, also hit my music with the wiki, the, the official third man of the podcast, uh, David King Cannon. Um, I know he's on uh, a little bit of a hiatus with his uh, latest stage production that he's involved in. You got to follow your dreams. You got to follow what you're excited about. I'm excited for that for him. Um, you can catch everything on the Soon to Be Named Network um, on uh, the the uh, Soon to Be Named Network Twitter page at STBN Network. Uh, go to tinyurl.com/longboxheroes to get uh, all of your soon-to-be-named network merch uh, from Longbox Heroes, uh, Hit My Music, and us. Uh, We may get some other things on there as well. Um, If you want to follow us on social media, you can. At Not The Tool Man for me. The Wrestling Speakeasy for Marcus. If you know, you know. And T and M shows for everything that Marcus and I do behind a microphone. Uh, including this show, Viewer's Choice on the North-South Connection, Three Count Thursday, and WWE War, Wrestling Above Replacement, also on the North-South Connection. And of course, if there's anything else that comes up, it'll be on that Twitter feed. It'll also be on the soon-to-be-named network Tumblr page as well. So you'll always be able to keep track of us, and we appreciate it. Reach out to the show. Let us know what's going on, how you feel, what we're, what we're, what we missed um, in covering WrestleMania 1 at finalwrestlingplace at gmail.com. And for Marcus, I'm Tim. This has been the latest edition of Final Wrestling Place. Uh, Marcus, I think all that's left is to tell the people goodbye. Bye, boys. Ow. My boy.